Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple's Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan. Happy Monday afternoon to all of you. New week. New hosts. Jake Bachvin has been fired. No, uh, we would never get rid of Bach. He's too good of a guy. He's too busy uh, giving us insight from the USC spring game. Uh, Nathan Brennan checking in. Regular on the water cooler. Nick's joining me. Uh, Bach will be back, I believe, Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. To be honest with you, I'm not really sure. That's right. Um... But that wasn't a joke. Bach actually went to the USC We actually did fire Bach. No, yeah, Bach is actually done. He's done. No. Yeah, we, uh, we can never get rid of Bach. Bach's the, Bach's the same one around here is what I've noticed. Um, really? If, you, if you've listened to the show um, at all, in any capacity, um, and we have our loyal listeners, and we appreciate you. Shout out to all of you. Uh, make sure you go ahead and text us again, 402-464-5685, the Sarder Heyman text line. Um, if you've listened to the show... It, it probably didn't take long for you to realize that I'm a bit of a nutcase. I say some things that are give me a little bit outlandish, but Bach always reels it back in. So he's, uh, I, I would say he's pretty valuable. Um, another guy that's pretty valuable, Nick. Nick, how you doing? Good, Nate. How was the weekend, man? Weekend was good. Um, I was anchoring all weekend. I know. So my, my sleep schedule has been flipped. Um, another thing. I, I always say these things. I, I just assume people know kind of my day-to-day. Yeah. They don't. Um, so I usually wake up around no two o'clock, uh, every morning cause I'm the morning reporter for 10, 11 too. Um, but I was anchoring this weekend. So I had off Thursday, Friday, worked Saturday, Sunday off the today and now going back to bed when I get off here. So it's just, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I'm, I'm losing it a little bit. What is it like on your off days? Like Thursday and Friday, what, what happened? I usually it's like things get a little bit fuzzy because that that first day is usually a twenty four hour. <laughs> well, I guess well, it was. Why, why <laughs> this was a little bit of extreme circumstances um, because you know. Why, but why, why was Thursday usually? Fuzzy? Well, usually okay. I'll say usually it's Friday. Um, I'll wake up at two two thirty in the morning. Get off from here. Get a little weird. Get a little bit of liquid courage. Oh, okay. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. Um, go out to the bars, and usually it's a 24-hour cycle. And then I wake up, I try and wake up as early as I can on Saturday morning, so it's just, it's a whirlwind. But my sleep schedule's all out of whack. I'm starting to lose it a little bit, so my question to you is, is it my lack of sleep or change of schedule, or is the Oshan Mathis documentary a little bit too much? Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, Thank and I, I don't because again, like when it came out, I had already started to lose myself a little bit. I, yeah. it, everything's getting a little bit fuzzy, um, but that just seemed a little weird to me. And it, maybe if you're a high school kid and you're 17 years old and you're trying to hype things, okay, maybe we can be on the same page there. I think it would be worse, but dude. I think like, it would be worse. And the what the best part is that like there's media guys that have to write like watch the whole 15 minute documentary <laughs> I, i'll be honest like, i didn't I, I didn't see a single thing of it i i saw from like sit like okay sip for example um did he watch the whole thing i think he had to oh, goodness because he uh, then tweeted out and sam McEwen of the omaha world herald also did this said something along the lines of just got done watching the 15 minute documentary of oh, goodness of oshan mathis and 
it sounds like he's down to Oklahoma or to, down to uh, Texas and Nebraska, and he's going to decide at the end of the month. You couldn't, you couldn't have just set, tweeted that out. That's okay. With along those lines, Nate, I, I want to know how you feel with guys tweeting out which fan base got my back and who show me the most love. He said that just recruits in general that they'll tweet out and just say who, which fan base got the most love. Show me some love. Who, which fan base go big, like there was a guy a couple years ago that every couple weeks would tweet out hashtag GBR. Can y'all get me to 5k? Can y'all get me to 15k? And I'm just like, what are, what are we doing here? And, and I, I mean, shout out to Nebraska Husker fan base. Like they, they answer the call they, every time, but and there's always those those Husker fan accounts that there's no place like Nebraska. We got the consecutive sellout. And I get that. So, But I've seen, at least from my perspective, when, when you do that, you got to be ready for both sides. Mm-hmm. Because when you deal with the Rabin fan base, I, I'm not advocating for this at all. But okay. I've gone on Twitter and seen some really ruthless things said to an 18, 19-year-old kid. Yeah. So you can you can want it all you want. But you better be really, really careful when you do that. And I, I understand building the brand and all that. And O'Shawn Mathis, that's all he's doing. Especially with NIL now, you build your brand, you make a name for yourself. I get I, I get all that. I understand. But dude, let's not act like you're like you're making millions of dollars <laughs> yeah. here. Like yes. you're transferring to Texas or Nebraska, two teams that outside of a year Sam Ellinger won eight or ten games. Are kind of a joke to college Ooh. football. Not a joke. Yeah, just not. But as, not not nearly what they used to be. It's not the prestige that they used to carry. No, not even close. No, not even close. Man, that's that's an interesting way to look at it. I'm glad I, I, we didn't talk about that. I honestly forgot that it was a thing. But when I saw that this weekend, somebody tweeted out. I think it might have been Oshan. Was like, new documentary dropping. Go check it out on the live, dude. And I was like, what? I, I was, I just don't understand a documentary. Um, when I see things like this too, it's who is in his corner being like, dude, like sit down. Do I've you, got a great idea. Do you know what would sell like, a documentary? Yeah. It's like, look, I got this idea. It might sound crazy, but it'll work. I promise. I've seen this many times. Guess what? It didn't work. If anything, trust me, Hold I'll on. still take Oshan Mathis any no. day of the week. This is not, a, but I'm like, if, if, if a kid, is going out of his way to make a 13-minute documentary mm-hmm. after transferring from Texas Christian. We're going to b- expect them to be a teammate on the field? Look, I'm not coming at the kid's character whatsoever. Maybe he tried to make it ironic. Maybe it was like kind of like, oh, this would be kind of funny. Get some people. Yeah. I don't know what the goal was here, but, dude, come on. Here's here's Come on. This is not almost – for me personally, I, I bet you'd be in the same boat here. I don't think this is more of a slight to O'Shawn Mathis. That's no. not what we're trying to do. No, not at it's all. It's more of a slight to the people that are in his corner saying that, hey, man, this is, Bingo. What, this is what would be good for you. Bingo. I, that's where I'm at. Bingo. Because who is telling this guy, and, and yes, he's he's older, he's been through college like for a couple years at TCU. Like, I get it. He's He should be mature, like all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, we talk about navigating through NIL and navigating with like more money in, in collegiate athletes' hands. Is a documentary the best way to do that? Like, what's the purpose here? I, I just looked it up. It has 2,400 views on, on YouTube. 2,400. There's probably about 2,100 of those are Nebraska fans. <laughs> and the other 300. Like, are, 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 like, are, 200 are his family and 100 are Texas fans. So, how much is YouTube paying him for 2,400 views on a documentary? Probably not a lot. 
couple bucks. Maybe. So I, I I'm I'm with you, Nate. I I just I was confused when I saw it, but I was like, you know what? Maybe this is just what we're doing now. Like, so another guy that did this was Kayvon Thibodeau. But he did it out of high school, so that's why I stopped when you said that he. You're like, you know, if you're 17 coming out of high school, it's okay. It'd be, it'd be you know, you might be like, all right, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I think it's so stupid, even more, because Kayvon Thibodeau was 16 or 17 years old when he made his little documentary thing, and I remember him seeing it on Twitter. And the first part, he goes, you know, I just always try to be me. You know, people always try to get me to act differently, and they always try to, you know, say try to be friends with me just because I'm Kayvon Thibodeau, but I'm just me. I'm just me. I don't. I don't care about the number one prospect or being the number one player in the country. I'm just me, Kayvon Thibodeau. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? There's no like. Are there really people out there trying to affect a 16 or 17 year old's brain by being like, yeah, yeah man, you are an all star. Like you're everything. And I'm just like, like yes, Kayvon's gonna get drafted here this week. Yes, and and he's a heck of a player. He's fun to watch. He's gonna make a lot of money. He is. But I'm like, what's what's the purpose of Sending that out at seventeen years old, sending like, it out at doing? all, yeah. Like, what are we doing? It's like who is who is telling you, hey man, be somebody different than don't be yourself. And he's like, I'm just me. Who is who, who is telling you not to be yourself? Here's this is interesting. Craig says, screw recruits that say show me the love. That's a transfer waiting to happen. Honestly, Craig, I've reached the point. Everyone's a transfer waiting to happen. It is. We are going to reach the point. Also, go ahead and text us. 402-464-5685. Sarter Heyman text line. I'm curious. Did you sit through a 13-minute documentary and watch? I genuinely, because I could be completely off here. We could be. We might be really. We we might be really off. And people might have loved it. People might have gotten excited. It may have helped build his brand. I don't know. Maybe it did. For me, it was like, dude, come on. But I, I would understand it if it was after his collegiate career. I would I would understand it maybe to an extent if it was after and he walked through like listen for man the like draft? I, well maybe de- not maybe not even declaring for the draft but it was more of those th- one of those things where he walks through the adversity that he had to fight through throughout his whole entire college career now that it's over reflecting okay on. yeah yeah, yeah. If, no, 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 if, no, 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 no. If, I see where you're coming if from. he's a big time prospect like, if he's from. if he's a big time but like you're not done. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're yeah. still going to be playing college football, and so and I wouldn't even say. I mean, if he were to enter the NFL draft tomorrow, maybe he'd get drafted. I mean, let's not act like you're the number one overall pick, dude. Like, come on, slow your roll here a little bit. I'm just I, I'm I'm just watching. I'm scrolling through this whole thing, and first of all, the editing's not the best, um, but it's interesting. So, should have had me edit it. Yeah, we should have news guy. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're in the same boat because I just don't. I did not want to be alone. I, did I don't. Not and be and alone it's just the nature of college football and the transfer and everything. What I was trying to go with earlier is, I think we're gonna see four year seniors that have been with the same school are gonna be really rare. Like we're we're, we're gonna reach the point. I don't even know what number you said specifically. It was that guys that have left Nebraska. I think you said seventy two percent. I can tell you here. Um, so. 47 of the 82 players that Nebraska's brought in through tw- through 2021 because I I didn't bring it I didn't include the 2022 class into this because right. they just got here it's too soon. Yeah, but they've already lost 3 from the 2021 class. Um 47 of the 82 players have left. 58% of the guys that they've brought in whether that's transfers, whether that's rec- high school recruits have left before their college eligibility expired. I think 
and this might be far off too, but when I think of NIL, I think your best opportunity NIL-wise is being a fourth-year senior that's been at Nebraska. Yeah. Say, I don't even know what a good example so, because everyone leaves no, and no, everyone's no. transferred. Let, let's talk about this because that's exactly my, where I'm at with Casey Rogers. Exactly where I'm yeah. at. I, I just don't buy the whole NIL. I, I do not. I really don't. I, I don't. And I was trying to explain it to Rashawn. And that's a really, uh, maybe that's how I should have said it earlier today. I was trying to explain it to Rashawn because he was asking me how I felt about it and what if I the reason I was uh, assuming that he left. And I just said I think he's just tired of winning or losing games. Like through four years, he's been here long enough where he understands how this coaching staff operates and how maybe has a sense of of a direction that this program is going. And he sat back and thought, maybe, you know, on my last year of college football, maybe I can get to a bowl game and I don't feel like my best opportunity is here. Now, best opportunity can be confused with playing the most. Maybe Casey Rogers is one of those rare guys that doesn't care about playing as much as caring, or excuse me, doesn't care as much about playing all the time as much as he does about team success. Because let's be real, we don't know Casey Rogers. No. We have no idea, as Husker fans, what's going through Casey Rogers' head or why he decided to leave or what happened behind closed doors. You can read all you want on the message boards, but at the end of the day— And it's not just him. It's 48 other guys. That's where it's the glaring problem is—and another reason why I don't think it's NIL. Like, there's just—there's too many factual—there's so much factual evidence of guys not working out, not panning out— and just not being happy here, whether that's because they were they were mismanaged or they came in with the wrong attitude or mentality, just here at Nebraska, like that they just didn't it didn't work out. I think that's the landscape of college football, though. That, that's we're going to be seeing that quite a bit more outside of just Nebraska. But to that extent, the the problem, I don't know to that extent. It really just depends on the program. Like that's half of your guys, fifty eight percent. I I think not winning hurts. And I also think something that that we don't really talk about too much is if you're a four- or five-star guy, which Nebraska gets a a decent amount of those guys to come Mm -hmm. to Lincoln, I'm assuming your mind is on the NFL draft. I mean, I could could be wrong, and NIL is going to change that. But if you're a five-star recruit, you're not worried about college. You're worried about going to the next level. And and Nebraska has shown in recent years – they don't do a great job of sending guys to the league. They don't. I mean, outside of this year, we're going to have, what, four or five guys drafted? When was the last time Nebraska had five guys drafted in one NFL draft? Ooh. I mean, we can look it up because yeah. it, it, I'm assuming it's been a while. And I, I know, I don't remember what the specific stat is. It's been over a decade since they've had a first-round pick. Last first-round pick would have been probably Mukamara, which was 21st overall to the Giants. I believe. I can look this up real quick. Because Levante David was second round, Correct. 54th overall. Correct. I know um, he was in the second round. Maybe maybe Amukamara was like 12th. And in the NFL, it. I mean, you can go down the list. Yeah, those guys from Alabama are getting drafted in the first round. But you have, you have guys that are nowadays coming out of Cincinnati getting taken in the first round. I mean, you don't have to go to these big SEC schools to get drafted. To win a national championship and compete for one, yeah, more, more often than not, you're going to have to go to Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. Yeah. But to get drafted, you don't have to be? Prince was 19th overall to the Giants. What year? 11. So it's been over 10 years. Mm-hmm. If I, And text line can fact check me on that. I believe that's the last one I can remember. 
because like I said, Levante David obviously was before him. Sue was before him. Um, and David was 54th overall. Sue was second. And, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe Casey Rogers, does he have his eyes on the NFL? I mean, again, we, we, we just don't know. But this is the one that really, I won't even say bugs me. It's just kind of mind-blowing. Like, the, everything everything was lining up for him here at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Something had to have happened. Well, and, and something. I said this earlier today also. With Casey Rogers and just college football in general, guys will wait to enter the portal until after spring ball. Because other programs, the pos- the the programs that they possibly could, you know, come and or could join after they transfer, the coaches there. For example, Lincoln Riley after spring ball knows a lot more about his football team now than before spring ball, so they would be less inclined to take a risk or to talk to a transfer, uh, uh, a kid in the transfer portal before spring ball rather than after spring ball. If that makes sense, spring ball—it's just a much better time to enter the portal for your personal, like gain. Mm-hmm. If you're Casey Rogers, because there's um, a lot more coaches know more about their programs after spring football. They know what positions they're going to need to beef up over the summer. Nebraska's the same way. They're sitting here now, going, "All right, what positions are do we feel like we're weak in? Defensive line, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two big ones. Those are the, uh, yeah, the, the which those are the big ones. should not come as a, sur- a surprise because you are in the Big Ten Conference and you have been. You've been in the Big Ten Conference for 12, 13 years now. So it should not come to a surprise that offensive line and defensive line are the two most important position groups on the field in this physical conference. And with this staff, this is your fifth year. It should not come as a surprise that offensive line and defensive line are the two most important position groups. <laughs> and you're at Nebraska. Look at Iowa. Look at Iowa. You are at Nebraska. Look at Minnesota. You are at Nebraska. They make it work. It should not come to a surprise. It should not be a surprise at Nebraska that offensive line and defensive line are the two most important no, positions. It shouldn't. Uh, let's head to the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Uh, outdoors, Kevin, uh, what you got for us today? Well, I'm looking at it a different way. Uh, you know, Casey's leaving, but he really never played much. And I, I think he said he was a fourth-year senior or whatever. I mean, he hasn't panned out really either. Uh, maybe he saw the writing on the wall of it that uh, Fist was going to uh, pass him up, but walk on. So maybe it's playing time. Maybe he didn't think he was going to start or be playing as much as he thought. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Thanks, Outdoors. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I will say this about that. Um, so I, I just looked up Casey Rogers' stats. Played in 19 total games throughout his career, throughout 2019, 2020, and 2021. Too much, yeah. It's not he, too he much. He's had some injury history. But, yes, hasn't been able to didn't play much last year because of injuries and then did not get to play or, or practice in spring because of, of injuries as well. I, I would say this along those lines that Outdoors Kevin said, it's more concerning for me because they are thin there. It's a guy that has been here for multiple years, mm-hmm. and you you were thin with him, and now you lose him and Tate Wildeman in the span of a week, and man, you're sitting there going, "Crap, we only have four defensive ends on scholarship. One of them's a true freshman. One of them's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Has not played." Um, Tate Wildeman, the guy that left, was the most experienced guy in the front seven room, mm-hmm. and he had one career tackle in four <laughs> in four games played. Yeah. In his four years here, he was part of that 2018 class. 
He was part of the first Scott Frost class, and he left. So you're losing all these guys that have been in the college football or in college football for a substantial amount of time. Yes, playing time was spotty, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, man, you're you're losing a lot of just experience of being in a college football program. I also want to I'll let everyone sit on this because Texter makes a really good point. I want to hit this after the break. Says if you're a guy like Casey Rogers and putting the blood, sweat, and tears into this program, and you're about to be the dude. Then out of nowhere, this Mathis guy who hasn't proven anything starts getting treated like he's a two-time All-American and getting ridiculous NIL offers, which we've heard, from the same school you spent years grinding for. How does it make you feel? And he's making a YouTube video. And he's making YouTube videos. He's making videos. a documentary. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's I, I want to sit on that. Uh, go ahead and text us. Uh, start a Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. What do you think about this whole Casey Rogers thing? I, I, I think that's a very valid point. Yeah. And I want to talk about that uh, after the break. Listen to the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. Stay with us.